Hey guys, uh, this is Armchair Experts, a podcast where we talk about things that we promise we really know about. We did research these things. We always do a lot of research. I think I said before, I read every book in the library. And I read every result on Google. So, we know what we're talking about. Uh, I'm David. And I'm Rose. And let's get to it. Uh, I have nothing else to to say before we start oh maybe listen on itunes maybe rate it uh i want to become famous so i can make that cash money people yeah bling bling okay so how we do this is we both have a topic and we're gonna talk about them both for like 20 to 30 minutes Mm -hmm. each assuming we can think of that much to say. Well, assuming that we, we wrote down that much to say beforehand. As long as we've done enough research and mm-hmm. taken good, thorough notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't remember who we started with last it time. Was you. Okay, we'll start with your topic this time, I think. Alright. So, lately across the United States, there have been a lot of storms, a lot of snow, so I thought we could talk about the weather this time. Specifically, unusual weather patterns and famous storms. Okay. That sounds we have all like a good subject. We've all heard of ball lightning, of raining frogs. Yep. Uh, raining cats and dogs, too. Literally, yeah, it was raining cats and dogs. And, um... You know, uh... Weather, it's interesting how much it varies throughout uh, all of the different regions of the Earth. That's true, that's true. Uh, You know, normally you don't see snow in deserts or close to the equator because it's too hot for it. But of course, I think everyone has at least heard the stories of um, frost storms happening around the equator. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. The term for them is hot ice, hot snow, you know, they can be termed various things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe the scientific term is uh, really, really warm, but still oddly frozen water falling from the space area. Yes, that's what scientists call the sky. Yeah, the space area. This is rare. It happens maybe, you know, once in a hundred years. These freak snowstorms happening around the equator in tropic, subtropic regions. Yeah, they're really fascinating. I believe the cause of them is uh, some ice breaking off Mm -hmm. from the poles Mm -hmm. and it gets sunk really deep under the ocean. Yeah. And uh, water currents pull the ice to... Uh, the equator, yeah. um, or to warmer areas mm-hmm. that you wouldn't expect it, and then it gets launched into the atmosphere by other water currents or sometimes large whales, and then it falls, it breaks apart, falls down. Yep. So, so rather than snow, oftentimes it's just chunks of ice. Sometimes very large. Kind of like hail. Even sometimes just one large chunk of ice. Just a nice chunk. That would just crash into the ground. It's like a meteor. Yeah. 
But because it's so rare, we don't really divide it up that much between, Mm. like, really chunky or pretty broken up. I mean, there have been records of both throughout history. Right. Um, They're most common in the South America region towards the, the little tip there. Yeah. Because, you know, that's where, you know, a big chunk of ice is going to affect their weather the most. Also, that's where uh, ice is most easily uh, taken because, you know, we have Antarctica in that area. Yes, definitely. A lot of ice and also just that's how the flow patterns work because there are some in other areas, but, you know. But that's just where, you know, the the underwater currents kind of lead to there. Right. So anyway, I thought we could also talk about lightning. You know, there's the ball lightning. There's lightning that falls from the sky. Yeah. There's the lightning that chases people. We all know about that man who was struck by lightning like seven times. Right. And that was a vendetta that the lightning held against him. Yes. Like, literally, the lightning was following him around. Just the same lightning. Yeah. It was the same piece of lightning... Seven times. Yes. And you really have to be careful not to become a target. Right. You know, try not to badmouth lightning or you know, rain or you, anything You go like outside and, and kids, you know, they sing like, rain, rain, go away. That hurts the rain's feelings if yeah. it's within your shot. That's going to make you a target. Uh, for, I used to flip off the night sky every day Mm -hmm. but i had to stop doing that because i thought there was a chance i would accidentally flip off a cloud and that's true that's true if you're gonna do that only do it on a clear starry night you can yell obscenities at the stars all you want they're too far away to hear yeah even if they tried to retaliate it's gonna be be, hundreds and thousands of years years you'll be dead by then but the clouds are close enough the clouds will know. That they could get back at you. Uh, there are many other interesting lightning patterns, too. Like you mentioned, ball lightning. Ball lightning, yeah. Just kind a of physical ball of lightning. A wa- like, basically just a piece of lightning, and that goes through... Yeah, I, I know Balls and, and through... And through everything. Fields. And it travels pretty slowly, uh, surprisingly. That so. one, I think, is actually real. Ball like everything else we, di- yes, we discussed. Ball lightning is that's real. That's a real documented uh, phenomenon, even, along with everything else we talk about, obviously. It is. Um, ball lightning, you know, it, you can actually even catch it and use it for There's the, sports There's the popular games. ball lightning football, which is, you know, soccer. Or right. ball lightning. It's pretty uncommon and hard to get into because ball lightning Mm -hmm. is pretty rare but there are some professionals who will run around the world following storms just hoping to get in a quick round of ball lightning big vein of storm chasers they just chase ball lightning so they can play ball lightning soccer yeah and that could actually be this is a bit of a tangent but part of the origin of the game soccer not allowed to touch the ball with your hands because it will hurt you very badly. Right. If you wear rubberized shoes, then though, you could kick you can it. Just kick it, and they're just floating in another direction. Yeah. Uh, so 
going back to storm chasers briefly, you know, there's the stupid nerd storm chasers who go around taking pictures Losers. and crap like that. Then there are the jock storm chasers who are trying to play sports ball Extreme with ball lightning. sports. And, you know, if you just go and track down a hurricane or a tornado and they just fight it. Yeah. Uh, I've tried to fight a tornado, but it was a pretty small one, and I still lost. Yeah, but well, you really don't have that much oh, muscle. I'm pretty weak. Not that strong, but you know, some of these guys and women... Fight hurricanes yeah, and tornadoes, they could, and they can they win. They can grapple them down, you know, put them in an arm bar. Really, weather shoe sports are very impressive. They, they are. There should be a reality TV show about them. Somebody needs to start that. Someone should. That's a great idea and a free idea. Yeah. You know, anybody, any reality TV producers listening to this podcast, just go ahead. Extreme weather sports. Extreme weather storm chasers. Copyright that. Copyright it right now. Don't miss up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay. Uh, rain is a very common uh, occurrence, but yep. sometimes odd things happen, such as raining frogs, raining cats and dogs. Yeah. Acid rain. Acid rain. Uh, uh, wine rain. Wine rain. Great fun, causes mass casualties, incredibly dangerous. A lot of people, you know, get alcohol poisoning probably the most dangerous type of rain it's up there but i mean many christians consider it to be a good omen that's true because jesus turned the water in the sky to wine like he did in the bible just like in the bible you know wine rain is well documented in the bible it is interestingly most common around the mediterranean mm, and and the area that jesus was but there's at least two instances that I can think of in the New Testament where Jesus creates rain that is also wine. Yeah. You know, he had to... In the instances that he was, like, feeding large groups of people, mm-hmm. he always like, was just what's like, what's the best way to distribute this? Make it fall from the sky. It's genius. It's easy. You don't have to pass it around to everybody in the crowd. Right. Uh, wine rain is not... Incredibly well understood. No, um, most Christians still take it from a uh, divine standpoint mm, and say yeah. that it is. But there is Jesus. a there is a theory that um, when grape juice starts to evaporate, it might ferment in the sky. Right. You know, in the rare instances that all of the grape is picked up, and then. Uh, it's possible that because wine or because alcohol has a, uh, it has a very low boiling point, mm, yeah. but because of the way it interacts in clouds, it causes it to condense and fall. Yeah. So even though it, yeah, it's kind of miraculous. We don't agree with the stance that it's just an act of God. There is a scientific explanation for That's this. That's true, but it's still a little bit of a mystery as to why there's no just grape juice. Rain. rain, yeah. That Why doesn't, it really, that doesn't really happen, yeah. It is it is interesting. We're still researching it, but I'm sure that we'll find an answer. Anyway, on the subject of dangerous rains, there are the famous 
Um, Icelandic storms of lava. Oh yeah. Uh, I think the last one, the last one documented, happened in around 1910. You know, it's a highly active volcanic region, and in 1910, you know, according to uh, primary sources from the time, in a small village near a volcano. Right. Lava just started falling from the sky in little droplets. And it can be really devastating. Definitely. Uh, Not quite, you know, Pompeii levels, but it causes massive burns. Uh, It can start fires around town. And I want to be clear. uh, This may sound just like, isn't that just a volcano erupting? No, 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 no. But no, you can tell, like, there's other seismic activity, um... And I mean, it's a all lot coming of ash, from but the direction. this is separate. I mean, you can tell, you know, if it's coming from a volcano, it'll come from the volcano. These are little droplets of lava coming from the sky that have somehow evaporated and ended up in a cloud. Well, there's also one theory that it's actually just the lava is projected so so uh, high in so the air. fast that it kind of gets caught slightly uh, outside of the gravitational pull of Earth. So it kind of just oh, hovers that's there a good for point, a while. Yeah. I think that's probably a more realistic theory. Right. I'm Lava. just citing the things that, you know, they figured at the time. Because we haven't had any instances of this since, like I said, the early 1900s. Right. And so we didn't really have the technology exactly, to study. So we don't have a lot of data on this. It's it's quite an interesting phenomenon, though, uh, and also pretty scary, you know. No, definitely. If lava just started falling from the sky, I'd probably be pretty concerned. I would be worried, yeah. And that's why, um, you know, in Iceland, they have a lot of metal umbrellas, umbrellas that are supposed to be fairly heat-resistant, right, won't and- melt. Most roofs are made of stone or metal or yeah, other something with a very, very high melting point. Ceramic that works could protect well. you, just in case. Just in case, because you know we, you don't want another incident where an entire town gets burned down because of volcanic rain. Yeah, I mean, like an eruption—that's something else that'll be harder to deal with. But the rain. Well, the, an eruption, normally it comes down much faster, and it's also exactly. not it directly comes, from it the comes, top. Exactly. It comes, you know, from the side, from the ground itself, so an umbrella is not going to protect you in that instance. That's true. But if it's coming straight from the sky, an umbrella might help keep you from getting burned. Right. Uh, let's talk about raining cats and dogs. It's yes. an interesting phenomenon. Yes. Uh, it happens most commonly in places with a lot of stray animals, so mm-hmm. big cities or... Um, yeah, it's very common here in the United States. Cats, not so much dogs. Dogs are more common in places like South America, Russia. Russia yeah, places with more stray dogs. With more stray dogs. This one is a little really perplexing to a lot of meteorologists mm-hmm. because we don't really know how... A large group of dogs or cats could levitate into the sky and then slowly fall down. Yeah. I mean, it's not exactly, you know, slowly falling down. They fall down one at a time, but they fall at a regular speed. 
Right. It's um, actually pretty horrifying to anybody who witnesses it. Yeah. Because they splatter. When it's larger dogs, oftentimes uh, their terminal velocity is faster than their lethal velocity, so mm-hmm. they do sadly perish. But for it's a lot sad, of cats, they can survive the it, fall. Yeah, it depends, and it depends on the the altitude that they're falling to. You know, if it's over a mountainous region or somewhere high up, there's a higher survival rate for these animals. Right. Of course there is. But it is... It is kind of, you know, it sounds like something silly. We use it all the time just to indicate, you know, like a big rain. But it's actually, you know, quite sad when it happens. That's true. And it is a documented phenomenon and not just some saying. Yeah. A lot of people, I think, maybe don't know that because it's not common. But it is something that does happen. You may see it in your lifetime. It's actually surprisingly easy to predict if it's going to happen if you keep your eyes out, you know? Mm-hmm. If you see a sudden decrease in the amount of stray cats or dogs in your region... It could be coming. It might be happening. And the emergency procedure for this is just try to get under something. You don't want to be in the open air. Yeah, and an umbrella isn't going to do much. Even the metal umbrellas that they have in Iceland, it's... It's because it's going to hit pretty hard. If it's it, still going to get, get knocked out of your hand or for, something. You know, for lightning, they, you don't want to hide under a tree, so you may like have that ingrained in your mind. But in this case, if it's a big tree with a large canopy, get underneath that. It's better than getting hit in the head with a falling dog. Yeah. Especially one of the larger breeds, as we said. Trust me, one time I was hit by a dog. Luckily, oh, just were? a Pomeranian. Oh, oh, wow. So not a lot of lasting was the dog problem. Okay? Oh, no. The dog was not okay. Oh, no. Yeah. That's right. I didn't know that day. you were in one of those storms. Oh, yeah. They used to happen pretty often when I lived in Brazil. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I lived in uh, Rio de Janeiro, and they're. They're like a yearly occurrence there. Wow. Yeah, I don't know many Brazilians, so I, I hadn't heard that story, but... Yeah. It's, it's, uh... What's it like? I mean, it's pretty well set up for it, so normally it's not that concerning, but I was kind of caught out in a field. Uh, we actually were playing a, a game of ball lightning soccer. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we had had... Uh, a rainstorm the previous day, so we were out in a field yeah, playing soccer, yeah. trying to keep it away from buildings, mm-hmm. and we didn't have enough time to react and oh, no, get yeah. under a shelter. So a few of us were hit by some oh, dogs. No. Yeah. Wow, it's scary. Well, you know a lot about unusual weather. Oh, I like mean, from firsthand experiences. Like, really, I can, I I've only experienced. I can read all these results on Google. But I've never seen ball lightning or a dog or cat fall out of the sky. I mean, it really only happened that one time, and it was pretty incredible that they happened so close together. Uh, I mean, I've never seen any other odd um, I think, weather like yeah, you know, snow I think that my most any or snow at all. hail. I think that, speaking of hail, rain. I think that the most interesting... Uh, weather pattern that I've personally experienced 
was some huge hail. Like hail the size of a car. That is very hail large. The exact size and shape of a Volkswagen Jetta. Did it run? No, it just looked like one, oh. but made out of ice because it was hail. That's quite fascinating. Uh, very heavy, very big. But I mean, for a car, pretty small and compact. Right. And there have been other recorded cases of hail in the shape of cars. Uh, actually, yeah. there have been a couple cars that's design was based off of hail. and That's true, that's uh, true. In- including the smart car. Yeah, the smart car came from hail. It's like, it was hail the shape of a car, but much smaller than an average car. And no one had ever seen it before. Mm-hmm. And someone had the bright idea, well, let's make that into a car. Yeah, and it, it's really, really took off. Well, it's taken off somewhat. Well, you know, for what it is. For what it is. Anyway, that just goes to show the way that weather can affect us. Weather has a in very large all effect. aspects of our lives. Right. Uh, let's talk about. So we both used to live in the Midwest. We did. And uh, tornadoes are a pretty common occurrence there. But what's slightly more rare mm-hmm. is tornado fights. Which is yeah. one, well, two or more tornadoes battling each other. For dominance. Right. Um, I, we never saw one. Yeah. We didn't see one. We lived in, in central Missouri. Uh, where it's not as common to have, you know, that many tornadoes at once. And somewhere like Kansas, very flat. Yeah, tornado fights are much more common there. They are. Tornadoes are pretty territorial, so when several occur at the same time and their territory overlaps, uh, they have a fight for dominance. They do, and, and one really kind of consumes the other. And it's really, you know, no holds barred, uh, just go for it. It's true, although, you know, scientists have observed some rules, even though it's it's hard to notice you're just watching it. You're like, this is just... An all-out fight, anything goes, but they do have their own rules well, that they I'm, follow. I'm personally of the opinion that it's more a code of honor between the tornadoes than a set, like, rule system. Okay, well, I mean, different sure, tornadoes you can project different whatever things. personality you want on, on them, but, uh, you know, they don't go for the head or, you know, the cloud that they're... Coming out from... That's true. They normally don't use large buildings to fight each other. They will use trees if and it's just, other shrubbery. Yeah, definitely. If it's just a funnel cloud, they won't... If there's a fully formed tornado, they're not going to just go and attack that funnel cloud. They're going to wait till it becomes a tornado. Yeah. There's a, there's respect among them. I mean, them. that's they're practically not like just attacking a baby. Yeah. They're not animals. That's right. When animals fight... Then nope. they'll do whatever. They are brutal. But weather is more civil. That's right. It'd be interesting to see, like, uh, some clouds of cats and dogs fight, though, because those are both animal and weather. I don't think those could fight, David. Okay, but what about sharknadoes? 
Well, those are fake. Uh, that's I just on, that's just on TV. Okay, it may be theoretical, but I think it could happen. I I don't I think that's far fetched. Any creature living in that much water could get swept up in a mass evaporation incident. I just don't think that they could become any kind of a tornado. Okay. Maybe well, just a shark rain. I could accept, but a sharknado, that's unrealistic. Well then we'll have to wait and see. Uh you know, maybe one day it will happen. But for now we'll okay. have to agree to okay, disagree. Whatever. Yeah, but back to the matter at hand. If our viewers want to go on to YouTube and look up tornado fights, it's actually very fascinating to watch. It's pretty impressive and sometimes somewhat horrifying. It it can be a little bit gruesome. Maybe don't show it to the youngest of children. Some civilians will get caught up in the fight. I mean, it, I mean, it depends, but yeah, that does happen. Humans are generally too small, so it, I mean, it's hard to catch them all when they're in the middle of a big fight. Like, it's true. There's some it causes, tunnel vision. It causes a lot of collateral damage and some some human sacrifice. It's hard to avoid. But still, you know, it's like it's the majesty of nature. That's how it is with almost all nature. And weather in specific. Indeed. Uh, I'd also like to talk about the Aurora Borealis. Is that the weather? Yeah, that's weather. It's the... uh, It's, It's icicles, yeah. Yeah. Icicles that float in the sky in in the north and south poles. They generally only happen very close to the poles because Mm -hmm. it's hard for it to get cold enough to sustain that anywhere else. To sustain the ice just floating in the middle of the air. Also, as we know, the gravity is lessened to the poles. That's true. The further north you go, the less gravity there is. So there's less to fight against for the icicles, for the icicles. to hang yeah, in the air. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's a factor. There are some places, like closer to the equator, um, mm-hmm. a lot of places in America yeah. or Europe, yeah. that do get that cold, but there's too much gravity for it. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you're not going to see that, you know, in the continental United States. We just have way too much gravity here. Uh, although and Any icicles that form in the air are going to fall to the ground, probably shaped like a car. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, a form of hail. Hail and aurora borealis are closely connected. It's true, they do have the same kinds of origins. All right, uh... If there's nothing else you want to say about the weather, we can move on to my topic. I think those are the most uh, interesting things I have to say on that subject. Yeah, I think uh, I've said anything I really want to share so far. Definitely. You know, before we get to the next topic, I think we should take a break to have a word from our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rose, I'll let you go ahead. Uh, I think you've prepared a statement. Um, yes, and this is our very contact. first sponsorship that we've gotten, even after just one episode. All right, guys, we're really excited to introduce our new sponsor. Vitamin. Vitamin. 
Bruh! Is your blood not coagulating? Bruh, you need vitamin K for when men can't have their blood coagulate. For when men bleed! Which men do all the time. That's right, bleeding is manly, but... Bleeding is manly. But you don't want to bleed too much because that could endanger your health! And men need to stay healthy. So go buy yourself some Vitamin K. Yeah, oh, from Vitamin Supplements, Inc. Okay, All right, back to our program. a word from our sponsors. That probably sounded horribly. I think we, uh, uh, what's the, what's the term for it? We peaked. We did. Probably so often. Yes. Not as in the peak of... Our accomplishments. We already peaked last episode. This is hell. But about being way too loud on the recording. I guarantee it yeah, will sound bad. Definitely I'm ruined sorry. The recording. But, you know, that's just how excited we are about Vita Man. Yeah. Because they gave us money. They did. They gave us money. They gave us a lot of vitamin K supplements. And I, for one, am finding that my blood coagulates like, like a snap. I would snap, but I physically cannot. Like there that. You go. Like that. I had to quit taking vitamin K supplements because I had to go to the hospital after my blood was coagulating inside the veins. You were getting just blood clots. Just massive blood clots. Basically, say that became on the program. one entire body blood clot. So that sounds like it would probably kill you. I almost died. Okay, but I'm, I, for one, am immune to most stab wounds, so it's worth a shot, guys. You know, results may vary. That's true. Always consult a doctor. Okay, I think we're ready to move on. All right, let's get back to this. To our next subject. This topic was brought by me. Him, it's David. It's very topical. Uh, Highly I'm topical sure you've topic. heard in the news about yes. a recent Twitter beef. Yes. Oh, this is a big one, guys. So I want to talk about the life and accomplishments mm-hmm. of Wiz Khalifa. Oh. Oh. This will be good. So let's just dive right in yes. at his birth. Wiz Khalifa is his actual uh, Christian name. Yes, his real given name. Uh, he was born in 1824. Yes. In Jamaica. Uh-huh. Uh, his father was actually the British ruling baron of Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And his mother was one of the serfs. Wow, that was getting dicey there. Just a surf. It's pretty bad, but... Anyway, that's history, guys. It's history. Uh, At an early age, Wiz Khalifa... I mean, he went to school. Yep. He lived a normal life. People didn't think, you know, he was anything all that special. He, uh... He was an average student. He didn't really achieve that much, but he also didn't do that terribly. Yep, it's true. Up until uh, after high school, when he went to college and became 
an astrophysicist. Yeah, he actually was in astrophysics before he became a musician. He has a PhD in astrophysics that he got from Yale. Yes, and that I think informs his musical choices. I think so. We can still see the remnants that are in his music. His uh, he makes many references to astronomy yes. and advanced math equations. Quantum, sometimes a lot of quantum things. He talks lyrics referring to quarks, to to quasars. Is anything that starts with Q? He really loves the letter Q. And there's a lot of science related to it. Uh, do an entire episode on Q science, but that's true. That's for could. another day. It's also, I think, partially because of his name, Khalifa, which is spelled with a Q. Yeah, it is with Q-U-Lifa. Yeah. A lot of people mess that up. So a just keep that people. in mind, guys. Anyway, uh, after he graduated college in around, I want to say the 1850s. You know, roughly, records from that time aren't the most reliable. That's true. So after he graduated college and he had his uh, astrophysics degree, Mm -hmm. he couldn't find a job because at the time, the economy was possibly the worst it ever was. That's right. The American economy was terrible and there just wasn't a lot of demand for astrophysicists, especially since this was before a lot of our more advanced tools and discoveries. Yeah. There were not I mean, I don't even know if NASA was around yet, so that wasn't an option for him. It was, you know, in times of economic hardship, having a degree in astrophysics not really all that called for. Yeah, people don't want to be on the cutting edge at that that kind of a time. It's like also, today. Also, there was a large uh, religious revival that caused a lot of backlash towards, uh, you know, astronomy in a lot of yeah, ways because people were uh, still going back being like, uh, no, the sun isn't the center That's of the right. galaxy. They decided, yeah, that a geocentric model was more true to the Bible. The flat earth theory really, really made a oh, comeback. Yeah. Really came in big. And people were writing in a newspaper saying, you know, once you go flat, you don't go back. Right. That's a that's actually a direct quote from a song that B.O.B. released in the 1850s. Yeah, he did release that in the 1850s, and he was a big part of those, the you know, the Second Great Awakening, those religious movements. He was he's, a big player. He's uh, a Seventh-day Adventist. Yeah, Pastor B.O.B., had uh, he led one of the largest congregations yes. in all of Pennsylvania? Yeah, it was a really it was an interesting time. There were a lot of different factions. That's true. But all in all, it just really it was tough for Wiz Khalifa during this time. It was he couldn't find a job, and because of that, he was kind of forced into this role. The only job he could find after ages of trying was at. A small radio station mm-hmm. that played primarily jazz music. Yes, he he started out in jazz. So that got him into jazz music, and he thought, you know, I can boil this down to almost an equation. Yeah, well, because honestly, 
you know, in my opinion, his astrophysics background really, really helped him create the jazz scene. Right. Well, jazz is incredibly formulaic, as we know. Yes. Every song basically sounds the same. It's all about it's all about precision and technical skill. Technical skill is incredibly important. And Wiz Khalifa realized this. He thought, if I can become really good at a classic jazz instrument, I believe he selected the bongos, then mm-hmm. he could make himself a famous jazz musician and make way more money than he was making at this radio station. Yeah, and because it, he wasn't making that much money, he wasn't getting that much renown. But I think, you know, the things that he did back then have picked up more in popularity now. And you may know him from his on-air DJ name that he went by in those days, Bill Evans. Yeah. Um, Got a bit of a cult following, those early recordings of his. Of course, and he couldn't use a name like Wiz Khalifa on the radio. No. That'd be insane. Well, because, you know, this was white America. This was in the late 1800s, so he decided he'd pick something that sounds very American. Bill Evans. Yep. It's about the most boring name you could think of. I honestly would struggle to think of a more boring name. But it did really uh, well for him in that time. Yeah. And then Wiz Khalifa did become a very famous jazz musician. Mm-hmm. His career really started to take off in the early 1860s. Yes. And this was towards the end of the Civil War. This was. This was... Uh, right around at the end. And, um, you know, this is when people started to have more time for music and more time to experiment. That's right. They weren't, there wasn't as much fighting, there wasn't as much yelling about religions, and people could finally, you know, sit down and listen to the radio. Right. So, new forms of music started to pop up. Uh, more things than just classical music That's and right. jazz. Chill wave. Chill wave became big. Uh, noise uh, rock. Early techno, noise yeah. rock. And Wiz Khalifa once again saw an opportunity to capitalize on this. Yes. He's a very shrewd man. Right. So he decided, I'll take my bongo skills. Mm hmm. And try to integrate them with a new genre, chill wave. Yes. And he became one of the earliest and biggest chill wave, chill wave artists. artists. Yeah. He and struggled a little, a little bit, and mm-hmm. some people think that he was a better jazz musician than he was. A chill wave musician. That's true. Because and chill wave is a lot less formulaic. It is. It's it's less formulaic. It's it's quieter, which is always the, something the general public doesn't really want. Isn't as receptive to the louder the better with music That's for the most true. part. But um, you know, some people I think don't even realize that those two eras of Wiz Khalifa's career were both the same man. Yeah. And so you may not you may not be familiar with this subject. You may not know. His, the name he took while he was doing Chill Wave during this era was Neon Indian. Right. 
Uh, he had to change his name again. Um, he thought in this new situation and the new America post-Civil War, mm-hmm. he thought, well, what are some popular things? Neon, neon. signs have become huge. They basically just, replaced I mean, all other signs. I mean, just the the element neon itself. The element neon. Was recently love, discovered. Huge boom. People love to play with it. People love to... To drink it. Drink it, taste it. Smell it, bop it. Bump it. People love it. neon. <laughs> Twist it. And so he thought, well, that's good, but what else can I integrate Shake it. with neon? And he thought, well, India. Yes. Recently, England had colonized India, mm-hmm. which, as we all know, did not end up great for England. Or anybody. Or anyone. But... India was becoming kind of a big thing, kind of hip and popular. That's right. There was a lot of interest in India in the Western world. People were like, what's this weird curry? What's all these spices? And they just started importing it like crazy. Yes, definitely. And so Wiz Khalifa, he took these two new things and then created something else new. Neon Indian and Chill Wave. And so with his bongo skill... And the new uh, music genre, Chill Wave. Wiz Khalifa, once again, solidified himself as an icon in the music world. Truly. And in all these cases, it's really, really interesting. In the instance of astrophysics, jazz, chill wave, he's always getting in on the ground floor, you know. He's always one of the first ones in who really... It skyrockets the genres to popularity, but what's interesting is he actually got into rap later. Yeah, people will often think of him as a rapper, but that's only where his career currently is. Mm -hmm. And he didn't really, like, right when rap started, this was one that he he missed out on in the beginning. Yeah, he kind of screwed up. You know, he's a little bit, he's not really, he never really says why... He was so late to the game with rap. You know, I wonder, did he think that it wasn't going to succeed? Did he not think that he could do it? It's a big mystery. I want to know, you know, why he stuck with experimental orchestra music for so long. You know, it's, it's um, it's a little confusing, and a lot of what we could say is just speculation. Yeah, like, and there's no, there's no interviews where he's said. Some people say maybe it's just that of all the music genres, rap is the furthest from astrophysics that you can get. Some people say that, but I would have to disagree. I'd say it's honestly the closest. I, I can see both points of the argument. I mean, but it is a little less clear than other... Uh, Music genres were like, obviously, metal and rock are really close to geology. That's uh, true, but I mean, there have been a lot of, a lot of famous astrophysicists who have also rapped. That's you know, true. One being Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan was <laughs> a, a fantastic rapper. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson has got into it a bit. Yeah, and yeah, he has in recent, in recent years. Although he's surprisingly uh, reactive with it, mostly producing diss tracks for other astrophysicists and occasionally rappers. 
Yes. Anyway, let's let's if get you're back. You're having a Twitter feud. You want Neil deGrasse Tyson on your side. One hundred percent. He didn't get involved in this recent one though, and yeah. we don't really well, we don't really want to cover the feud itself. I think it was honestly something trivial. I, I we want to go back and we want to look at this man's life. I think it's self-explanatory. I think it's more interesting. You know, storify it if you man. really want to find that out. We're gonna delve deeper. Right. Uh, okay. Let's get back on track a bit back more on track. after after the era of chill wave, neon Indian, uh, mm. and all of I mean all of that music. Yeah. He did experimental orchestra music, like I said. Worked under the name Phil Glass for a while. Yeah, uh, p- uh, possibly one of my around favorite the turn of the century. I mean, honestly, yeah. Um, he really has a pretty big following from that time. He does, and he stuck with that for quite a long time. Like Rose said, he started it around the turn of the century, and he went well into the seventies. While playing uh, experimental orchestral music. Yes, definitely. This is something, you know, he thought that he had finally found his thing and stuck with it. And, you know, while, it was concurrently while he was doing this that rap came into the game. Right. Rap really came in in around the 1950s to 60s is yeah. when it started to appear and gain popularity. That's when, that's when we saw some of the early rappers. Uh, one of which, like we mentioned, Carl Sagan. Yes. He did manage to get in on the ground floor. Although for him... Yeah, he had more foresight. While with Khalifa, it appears oftentimes music was more of a business decision than anything yeah, else. Yeah, he was pretty opportunistic, but we want to say, you know... He's still good. I mean, he's an, he's an artist. And he Maybe he doing does it to make passion. a living, but at, at, at all these things, you know, he was... As a craftsman, one of the best. But Carl Sagan, of course, he got into it purely as a passion product project. Carl Sagan yes, loved rap. He never made any money off of his off of his tracks. Oh no! A lot of times he would just release it for free. He would mm-hmm. press his own vinyls and then yep. just go hand them out. He'd hand them out to random people on the street, forcing it on them. Yeah. Oftentimes, he would even get arrested briefly um, because of this. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, being in and out of jail really informed the pieces of music that Carl Sagan created. That's very true. It inspired him and influenced him greatly in his rap and, and what he would do. Yeah. You know, uh... Carl Sagan had a terrible relationship with the police. He did. Like, he had that one song, Fuck the Police, coming straight from the underground. You better bleep that. Uh, I will not, but let's just move on. Oh, Uh, oh golly. And while he and many other rappers started to have a problem with authority, when Wiz Khalifa came in, he was kind of pro- Authority, like he was with the establishment. He was. He was more on the. He, he was more in favor of the establishment because he was in a way he was part of it. He 
had been for a long time. But, I mean, it's... Even though that he was more pro-establishment and Carl Sagan was on the other side of that issue, I think it'd be fair to say that part of the reason why he got into the rap game was because of his relationship with Sagan. I think that's definitely I mean, they true. were peers as astrophysicists. They often moved in the same circles. Now, I wouldn't say that they were best friends. But they were close They got friends. along. They did correspond with one another via letter. Right. As... Most people did at the time. That's right. They didn't have the internet yet. They didn't have telegrams yet, which is what That's I always right. use. Or, or semaphore. Yep. Towers. Uh, and in the 1970s, there was a big drug movement where people started to do drugs a lot. And as we yes. all know, Wiz Khalifa. Like Prozac. Like Prozac. Other antidepressants. Adderall. Uh, Xanax. Steroids. Performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, just anything that enhances performances or stabilizes mood. Huge in the 70s. Antipsychotics. Yeah, and Wiz Khalifa, of course, was hugely against all drugs. That's right. He is... Really about living a clean lifestyle. Wiz Khalifa is and always will be straight edge. That's what... He claims, at least, that is what has given him the ability to live for nearly 200 years now. Yep, that's right. Because of his clean living and his refusal to take medicine of any kind. That's true. When he says straight edge, he doesn't mean taking recreational drugs. No. He means he doesn't take any drugs. He wouldn't any even drugs. think of recreational drugs. I'm talking... About these things, like I said, that were booming in the 70s. Prozac, right. but also acetaminophen, penicillin. ibuprofen, penicillin, um, any vaccinations. He doesn't trust any of that stuff, and he credits that with his long lifespan, and he still looks so young. It's really incredible. I don't and necessarily believe in that. I do take medicine, but I gotta say, it seems to have worked for this guy. I try to avoid it, but I do sometimes. You know, being somebody who's get so, infections. so obsessed with uh, natural living and uh, nutrition, I bet you Wiz Khalifa would love the products from our sponsor, Vitaman. Yes. Um, although, I'm not sure because they're somewhat close to medicine, but, but the FDA are, doesn't have any control. They are... Labeled as supplements by the FDA and thus are not medicine. Yeah. And honestly, I always feel safer the less involvement the FDA has That's right. with the product. That's right. It's just, I mean, it's government bureaucracy. And as soon as they put drug packs on it, then that's a drug. Yeah. I quit smoking right after the Surgeon General's warning was put onto cigarettes. Not because of the warning. Because, but of because government there was a government involvement. That makes sense. I still roll my own tobacco. Oh, I, I see. So not That's really, completely not really different. straight edge. I mean, no, not not in any way. But I, I also, guess it is a plant. I often smoke marijuana because the, it's illegal. That means the government has no control over it. You know, that is one view. But Wiz Khalifa doesn't matter to him whether or not it's legal or illegal. He He's stays not away taking from it. a drug. Wiz Khalifa is even sometimes tries to avoid just herbal supplements. He was a he was a big part of the alcohol prohibition. 
That was, was during his lifetime, and he was a huge propon- proponent of that. He would personally seek out speakeasies so he could shut them down. Yeah, he was really, he loved to be a tipster for the police. Just call in and say that he saw some bootlegging going on, some some alcohol runs. That was probably the time when Wiz Khalifa was most involved with the police because yeah. now... and that was when he formed positive relationships. Now he still is, of course, pro-establishment, pro yeah. but because laws are somewhat loosening, he likes them less and less. Yeah, he hates that they don't have a tighter grip. Was Khalifa, of course, uh, views police as a necessity, mm-hmm. as helpful, and, yeah. and he this, gets along great with this, this anti-drug, pro-establishment rap is really what he's best known for now, and it's how he's made his living it in is. the 21st century. It is a big genre of rap, and it is what he is best known for. That's right. And rap, which he started doing uh, in, in like the 1980s after the drug movement, mm-hmm. and kind of in reaction to it. That's right. He what was he's... so angry about all these drugs, all of these, all these psychoactive medicines that people were taking with to mess with their bodies and right. ruin the natural brain that God gave them. To quote Wiz Khalifa, uh, just be happy. Choose to not have depression. Yeah, that's one of his it's one of his most famous songs from that period. It is. And rap is what Wiz Khalifa is still doing today. That's right. He identifies as a rapper. He has finally come around. Even in the early 2000s, he was still like, I don't know, I'm still pretty into experimental orchestra. Yeah, he was really, he liked doing that kind of thing. But he's finally taken his birth name and, you know, accepted his roots with his true name and his connections to the police and his just come out and say, you know, this is who I am. And he's finally found a music where he's doing something more than just boiling it down to theory and to numbers. And that's right. This, which he did it's with not, everything This else. is about his emotions. It's not so... So, I was going to say corporate, but he is very pro-corporation. Of course, he's But it's not as calculated. Because... You know, he his roots are in astrophysics, but more and more as he grows older, he's distrusting of new science. Right, and uh, that brings us up to modern times. Yeah, I think we're all up to date on the full history of Wiz Khalifa. We may have skipped, you know, a couple little things he did here and there. I mean, of course, we can't cover an entire. 150 plus years we of a man's we life. We can't get into death metal. We can't get into his phase as a massage therapist, but I think we got all the big points. I would agree, and it's uh, a pretty good time to end the podcast. All right, let's, let's wrap this up. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, once again, I guess I'm David. He is David. I can confirm I'm Rose. And I can confirm that she is Rose. 
we will be doing another episode in two weeks. It will probably. be better than this. I hope so. The first half, at least, was weak this episode. Yeah. And probably the second half. And, yeah, Maybe the middle bit. But like Wiz Khalifa says, strive to improve yourself every day. Yep. Uh, I also do another podcast alternating with this one, so that means it will be next week called This Shouldn't Be a Podcast. That's right. If you liked this podcast, you probably won't like that podcast. It shouldn't exist because I'm not in it. I, well, I mean, that's one opinion. I just think it shouldn't exist because it's bad. But you can check it out. Alright, check it out, guys. And if you like this, listen to it on iTunes, review it. Give it a review. Um, Go to Vitamin, buy some Vitamin K supplements, and tell them that Rose sent you. Remember to use the promo card, promo code, code. or card if you have one. We should mail you one. And you'll get uh, three extra pills of in any bottle that you buy. That's right. No charge for those three pills. Also, you can share this podcast with people. Uh, take just a picture of the waveform, fold it up, stick it in people's mailboxes. Well, you could sagan it, which is what we refer to as forcing your vinyls onto people in the street right saganing it so sagan our podcast y'all and we'll see you in two weeks goodbye